Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. So excited to dive into today's episode. But before we do so, a quick word from our sponsor. Deciding how and when to pay off student loans is not an easy decision for most. Many of you are feeling weighed down by your mortgage-sized student loans and are asking yourself, how did I get into this mess? Student loans contribute to stress and burnout for PAs, as well as other high-earning professionals. Many PAs, even with the best of intentions, unfortunately make poor financial decisions on their student loans. Look no further than studentloanadvice.com. For a few hundred dollars, they will meet with you for about an hour. They'll go over your personal student loan situation and help you come up with a plan for optimizing your student loan management. Find out how much they can save you today at studentloanadvice.com PAFI. And if you are interested in learning more, check out the PA The FI Way podcast, episode 42, where Andrew, one of the co-founders, joined me as a guest. Otherwise, head over to studentloanadvice.com slash PAFI. Now back to the show. Hello there, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of the PA The FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I wanted to welcome you back to the show if you have listened to different episodes before or welcome to the show if you are a new listener here. On today's episode, we are going to go back to the basics a little bit. And the reason why I thought it would be good to do so is because we have recently celebrated a year of having weekly Pia the FI Way podcast episodes being produced and some of the newer listeners might be starting to listen to some of the more recent episodes and may not necessarily go all the way back towards the beginning where we cover a lot of the basics about financial independence for PAs. So the content of today's episode was originally created for a guest blog post that I created for the website thepadoctor.com, and I thought it was a really good overview, so I wanted to create an episode about it. So On today's show, we're going to talk about why it's important for PAs to consider pursuing financial independence. So if you are listening to the show, you are very likely a current or future PA. And by PA, I mean physician assistant, soon to be physician associate once the name is formally changed through AAPA and all the other organizations out there. But I also know that there are several listeners that actually aren't PAs such as spouses of PAs or some friends that have stumbled across the podcast or perhaps other professionals in the medical industry. You probably have caught on, but here's a little bit of a secret. Probably over 90% of 
the financial things that I talk about are actually pertinent to everybody, not just PAs. So many of you guys can actually learn or be reminded of many topics or concepts, even though this podcast certainly is geared towards current or future PAs. Regardless whether you are a PA or not, you likely have wondered how to get a better handle on your finances to become more financially literate sometime in your life. Otherwise, you may not necessarily be listening to this show. If you are a PA or another type of medical professional, have you ever wondered how in the world you're going to pay off your astronomically high student loan debt? Or have you experienced burnout? And have you asked yourself, do I really need to work until traditional retirement age of 65 that most people talk about? Well, it is my belief that pursuing financial independence as a PA can be the solution to help you take control of both your finances and your family's finances, pay off your debt while investing for your future, avoid the temptation to spend on flashy luxuries, and enjoy your life now instead of completely delaying all gratification until you hopefully can retire sometime in the later years of your life. If all of this sounds good to you, let's keep going. So before we talk about why pursuing financial independence as a PA is important, let's first define what financial independence is. And this can be a refresher for the longtime listeners, or again, maybe newer information to some of the newer listeners who might be joining today. So financial independence, which is also referred to as FI or FI, hence the name of the podcast, PA the FI way, is the point at which your investments plus your other passive or semi-passive income equals 25 times your annual expenses. There was a study completed called the Trinity Study, and it showed that if you have that amount invested or you get that income every year through passive or semi-passive income, you have a very high likelihood to be able to live off of your nest egg for at least 30 years while withdrawing 4% of your portfolio every year. So here's something that's very important to take in consideration. Your financial independence number is calculated on your projected annual expenses, not your current annual income, which is very different than what many retirement calculators out there try to do. A lot of retirement calculators suggest they have so many times your current annual income, but if you think about it, do you really have to spend your entire annual income every single year in retirement? For some of you, the answer may be a resounding yes, and maybe you actually want more than your annual income because you feel like you plan on spending lavishly on so many luxuries in life, maybe incredibly expensive vacations or maybe incredibly expensive sports cars, and you might have a whole collection of sports cars, or maybe you want to live in a mansion. So if that is you, you probably do need several times your current annual income. However, for the majority of you, you can likely live off of less of your current annual income once you are in retirement. And this is likely because your expenses will probably be even lower than what they currently are once you reach retirement. Keep in mind that working as a PA actually has its own costs. Back in episode 15 of the podcast, you can take a listen to have an overview of the associated financial costs of practicing as a PA such as transportation to and from work, professional attire, national or state organization dues, DEA costs, license costs, 
becoming certified, recertifying, et cetera, et cetera. Additionally, many of you may have kids still in the house that you have to spend money on and provide for. But once they are become older and are adults, then you no longer have to spend tons of money on them. I will say that many parents, once you are a parent, it seems as though there are still some costs such as gifts or things like that throughout the life of your child, but you won't have those day-to-day expensive costs of raising your child. You also may have your house paid off and may no longer have a mortgage. So many people in the financial independence community will take into consideration their current annual expenses, but also if you can try to guesstimate, so to speak, what your future annual expenses will be, that can be helpful as well for predicting your FI number. Many of you may already be familiar with the term FIRE, which is the acronym that stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And if you are familiar with this concept, you may be thinking, but wait, the Trinity study shows that 25 times your annual expenses will last about 30 years. But what if I plan on retiring early, such as in my 40s or 50s, then 30 years doesn't sound as though it'll likely last me until the end of my life. That is a completely true and valid thought. So if you are looking to truly retire early, you likely should aim for having at least 30 to 33 times your annual expenses in your invested nest egg combined with your other streams of income that are not your traditional working role. The bottom line is that financial independence is the point at which work becomes optional for you as you no longer need to work to be able to cover your expenses to live the life you want for the future. So to reach financial independence sooner, you want to learn to cut the costs of things in your life, earn more throughout your working career, and investing the difference to allow compounding interest to help you build wealth with time. So why is pursuing financial independence important for PAs? There are so many benefits to pursuing financial independence as a current or future PA, and I'm going to review a list of just a few of the top common benefits, but there are likely many more benefits that are truly unique to you as an individual. However, I'll say this first one likely is the ultimate flex in life, and that is once you reach financial independence, you have achieved the ultimate form of freedom. And this is because once you no longer need to work, you have the ultimate freedom of time. It has been said that time is life's most precious, non-renewable resource. Think about it. Why do you value your time? And why is it hurtful when others don't respect your time? And why does it feel like there isn't ever enough time in the day? It's because you want to have control over your own time to be able to spend it however in the world that you would like. Perhaps you want to have more time with your precious family and friends. Perhaps you want more time to travel our beautiful world and experience other cultures. Perhaps you want more time to pursue and practice other hobbies or endeavors. These are all very valid uses of your precious time. However, gaining control of your finances on the way to financial independence can actually allow you to gain more control of your time as well, even before you actually truly reach the destination of financial independence. Once you've cut back on your spending, invest more for your future, and possibly even negotiate a raise, you may find that you could actually cut back on your working hours right now. Working a four-day work week and cutting back on hours has been a life changer for me. Sure, this decision will ultimately delay our financial independence retire early date or fire date, 
but it has been wonderful to enjoy the journey a bit more while allowing me more time to live life on my own terms, including working on creating content for PA That Way. Episode 39 of the podcast, which is titled The Advantages and Disadvantages of Having a Four-Day Workweek as a PA, has been one of the top downloaded podcast episodes since I've started podcasting. So if you are interested, go ahead and go back and take a listen to that episode. The next benefit of pursuing financial independence as a PA is while you are pursuing FI and once you reach FI, both of those can actually help combat burnout for PAs. So burnout is a syndrome that is a measure of the chronic stress that you experience in your role as a PA. A lot of these concepts were discussed back in episode 33, which is how pursuing financial independence can help fight PA burnout. But let's review the three key components of burnout. The first is emotional exhaustion, which is a feeling of emotional and physical depletion, which can lead to becoming more irritable and feeling downhearted. The second is depersonalization, which is having a distant feeling towards patients that may lead to cynicism, negativity, sarcasm, or feeling emotionally numb. This is also described as, quote, compassion fatigue. As a side note, working as a medical provider, I think that there can be certainly a place for a little bit of cynicism and sarcasm throughout your day. But what depersonalization means in the sense of burnout is having that constant feeling and where it is getting worse and actually impacting your patient care. The third key component of burnout is a low sense of personal accomplishment or effectiveness. And this is described as a lack of efficacy or doubting the quality or meaning of your work as a PA. And burnout amongst PAs has unfortunate risks, such as higher risk for medical errors, such as misdiagnosing symptoms, which could potentially lead to higher malpractice risk, a higher turnover for PAs in the role that you are in if many of the PAs are feeling burnt out, lower quality of care for the patients, less patient satisfaction in regards to their care from the PA, because often the patients can feel it. They feel as though you're not really caring as much. You may be more apathetic or frankly, it might just be a little bit more cranky while you're working. And that can be difficult for the patient as well. PAs that are experiencing burnout may have higher rates of depression as well as alcohol and drug abuse, and unfortunately, potentially even suicide. There are several contributing factors and causes of burnout for PAs, such as not enough time to feel like we're doing our job. Again, it goes back to how valuable our time is. Tedious EMR tasks, such as clicking through your task basket or in basket and or checking the boxes as you're trying to document just because you need to check the box. If you know, you know. Patients themselves can contribute to burnout if you get very demanding patients or sometimes rude patients. Again, try to see it from their perspective and recognize that it's difficult to be a patient and they probably are not having their best day. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be seeing you. Granted, that doesn't give them permission to necessarily act inappropriate, so it's very reasonable to stand up for yourself if that's what's needed in the situation. There's also increased government interference in the realm of medicine, working on non-patient-centered duties, or too many bureaucratic tasks such as forms or charting can certainly lead to burnout, lack of control or not feeling enough autonomy, unclear job expectations where you feel like you're doing a good job at work and a manager or 
a colleague or physician might say, hey, you're actually supposed to be doing this. And they might say it in a not very friendly way. That could certainly lead to you feeling burnt out. Work-life imbalance or spending too much time at work. Perhaps you enjoy your job, but perhaps it's adding an extra one to two hours at the end of the day just to wrap up your day, as well as not enough compensation. There are many PAs that are certainly undervaluing themselves and accepting pay that is pretty significantly low, and that can lead to further stress if they feel like that they can't pay off their six-figure student loan debt or contribute enough to the monthly bills, etc. So as you can see, burnout is an enormous problem for both you as the practicing PA as well as your patients. So how can pursuing financial independence and ultimately eventually achieving financial independence help? Once you gain control of your finances and cutting back on expenses, you may be able to cut back on working, such as we already touched a little bit on this before, but cutting down to part-time hours or working fewer days in the week, such as four days or even three days, or I know some PAs that do work two days or perhaps even one day a week, can help lessen how much stress you are feeling with your role. You may have more time to prioritize self-care. Exercise, sleep, mindfulness, hobbies, spending time with friends and family can all help in preventing burnout, as well as treating burnout. You may have leverage either in your current role or in a new role to gain some more control over your schedule, decrease panel size, adjust staffing ratios, increase the length of visits, add admin time, and become more proficient in the EMR while creating shortcuts. While you are pursuing financial independence, you can prioritize using your PTO or vacation time, knowing that doing so can actually help you recharge. You can also consider utilizing travel rewards for free travel. And if you're interested, check out episodes 22 and 47 to learn more about travel hacking. You could even consider taking a sabbatical while on your journey to financial independence. And you can go back and take a listen to episode 40 of Shane Foley, who was on as a guest, sharing how he has taken sabbaticals throughout practicing as a PA. If you do decide to continue to work a full-time schedule or perhaps even pick up shifts to reach financial independence sooner, you can remind yourself that you don't have to work until traditional retirement age of 65. Remember, retirement is not an age, but rather your financial independence number. Personally, knowing that I don't have to work for more years longer than I have been alive to reach the age of 65 has truly helped me with my mindset and has helped lessen my symptoms of burnout overall. Unfortunately, not even PAs are guaranteed to have consistent income, so it's important to pursue financial independence for you and your family. The COVID pandemic has taught us many things such as how important our time with our precious loved ones is, but it has also shown us that even medical providers are not guaranteed to have consistent, steady income or work. Many PAs had their pay cut during the pandemic, and some PAs in various specialties were even laid off. Imagine the financial stress that this news could have caused PAs and their family members, especially if they didn't have a robust emergency fund in place. An emergency fund is usually three to six months worth of your monthly expenses saved up. Again, you need to ensure that you have control over your finances as well as your income, because unfortunately, large healthcare organizations are usually all about the bottom dollar. 
And if they can't support keeping you on during a national or global pandemic, they may ultimately have to let you go or at least cut back on your hours. So now that you are convinced at the importance of pursuing financial independence as a PA, let's discuss how you can find out how far away from FI you are at this point of time. You first would want to assess your current financial situation by figuring out what your net worth number is. And as a reminder, your net worth is a simple equation. It's your assets minus your liabilities, and that equals your net worth. Your assets consist of things of value that you own. For example, you may have money invested, or at least I hope you have money invested. If you don't, go ahead and start that soon in your 401k through your employer, your Roth IRA that you have set up on your own, and your HSA if you are eligible to have an HSA and it's the right type of insurance plan that has an HSA for your medical needs. The money in those accounts would be added up into your asset column. Your liabilities are things that you still owe money on, such as your student loan debt, your credit card debt, automobile debt, etc. There are some situations that an item can be both partially an asset as well as partially a liability, such as your primary residence. So you may have equity in your home, but you also may owe debt on it, which is your mortgage. If you find out that your net worth is actually negative at this time due to the amount of debt that you owe, it's okay. Try not to worry. You can learn many steps to dig yourself out of the debt and get into a positive net worth, and your future self will thank you for it. Once you know your current net worth and total investment amounts, you can use that information as a starting point to determine how many years achieving financial independence actually is away from you. Now, no one can predict the exact future as to the amount of money that your investments will make with time, but you can use a online calculator called a compound interest calculator to use a calculation to try to determine about how far away from financial independence you are. This tool is for your assets that are invested, such as your retirement accounts, like your 401k, 457b if you have one, Roth IRA. HSA, or your taxable brokerage account if you have that as well. The compound interest calculator allows you to enter how much money you're expecting to contribute per month to your investments. And then you can enter in a reasonable estimated interest rate. So a very conservative one would be like 7 to 8%. Or if you want to be more optimistic, you could use a 10% estimated interest of your investments over the years. Then you can use the calculator to see how much your investments would be expected to grow and compound over whatever time frame you choose. So you could see what it would do in 10 years, or you could see what it would do in 30 years. Go ahead and play around with the compound interest calculator and your numbers to determine a rough estimate of when you'll be able to reach financial independence. Doing this exercise will let you know about where you are, but it'll also give you more motivation to try to invest more for your future. I'll go ahead and include a link to the compound interest calculator that I like to use in the show notes for today's episode. Besides investing in the stock market, another tool to be able to reach financial independence sooner is to utilize another income generating asset that can cover your annual expenses, such as either a business that you are generating income in or real estate investing. For example, some in the FI community will own enough real estate properties that are either long-term rentals 
where they are essentially landlords renting to tenants or short-term rentals where they have things like an Airbnb or VRBO properties or Verbo, as some people say, or a combination of the two, both short-term and long-term rentals. And the annual income of these is at least the total amount of their annual expenses. Once you reach the number of properties needed for your situation to reach this point, then you are considered to have reached financial independence as well. And some people will have reached FI by a combination of real estate investing and traditional investing in the stock market. So let's talk about what is your why of FI. In order to become and stay motivated on your way to financial independence, it is important to really think deeply about why you and your significant other are wanting to reach financial independence. Talk about your goals and what you see for your life in the next several years. Think big and share your dreams with each other. On the way to financial independence, though, it is very important that you enjoy the journey to get there because it can often take several years to get there. You likely are feeling really excited, especially if you are just learning about this for the first time. But then reality will set in and you'll realize, oh, it's not only you know, three to seven years of working hard and investing, it's probably a longer timeline than that. So throughout the time it takes for you to reach financial independence, you don't want to live a life of deprivation for many years. Instead, focus on spending intentionally. Does that $4 latte in the morning at your favorite coffee shop bring you absolute joy? Well, if it does, then don't cut it out of your daily routine. Because does $4 really move the needle that much? Well, for some of you, you might think it does as it adds up over time. And you might say, sure, I like coffee, but I can make a $1 coffee or a 50 cent cup of coffee at home and be just as happy. For some, let's consider, does that $500 fancy purse serve the same purpose and look pretty darn close to a $50 purse? Well, if you don't really care so much about designer brand names, maybe you go ahead and get the $50 purse instead. Or... Maybe you do save up and decide that you really want a $500 purse. Maybe you buy one of those once a decade or something like that if you feel like it's good quality and you would really enjoy having it in your accessories to match your wardrobe. You can afford many things with your PA income, but you cannot afford every single wish and desire in your life. So many of the longtime listeners of the podcast likely have heard this story before, but unfortunately, both my husband and I share a similar background story in that our fathers each passed away unexpectedly before traditional retirement age. My dad was in his early 60s and his was in his mid-50s. Those experiences taught us that we are not guaranteed to even live until age 65 and beyond. Additionally, many of my patients that I have had over the years of practicing as a PA have also unfortunately taught me that their health hasn't been great once they have reached traditional retirement age either. I have also lost count of the terribly sad stories ranging from a spouse suddenly dying or another spouse getting an awful diagnosis of either an aggressive cancer or a progressive disease such as ALS shortly after retiring. For my husband and me trying to achieve financial independence with the option to retire early if we choose to do so before the traditional retirement age is a huge goal for us. However, it is absolutely vital to us that we also enjoy our journey to financial independence. 
And that can be somewhat difficult because I am such a forward thinker, future planner, and my husband is a live for today, live for the moment, not necessarily into planning for the future. So we have to find balance in that. So what this means for us is spending quality time together and with our families, as well as friends, as well as enjoying our favorite hobbies, such as ice fishing and traveling in our beautiful country, as well as world that we live in. So think about what your Wi-Fi would be and think about it with your spouse or your significant other. It can be hard to approach this discussion with somebody, especially if they aren't necessarily ready to hear it or get really stressed talking about finances, perhaps. But it is really important that both of you are on the same page if you are in a relationship. So what do you say? Are you ready to join me in being a PA the FI way? Becoming financially literate is the best paying hobby out there, and no one cares more about your finances than you do, or at least should if you don't quite yet care about your finances. I hope that you find the PA the FI way podcast informative and can help you learn more about finances and investing, as well as my blog at pathefiway.com. But I've also curated a list of amazing books that have really helped me during my journey to pursuing financial independence. If you enjoy reading as well to help further your education. So you can listen to episode 52 if you want to check out that list of books, or I will also include the link for it in the show notes for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today for the show. I really hope that this episode helped introduce the concept of financial independence if you are kind of learning about it for the first time and provided kind of that overview of it, but also the reasons why I really think that it's important for PAs to pursue financial independence. If you are a longtime listener, thank you so much again for taking a listen. I know today's show is a little bit more of an overview, but I also hope that it sheds some light for you on the perspective and reminded you of why you are also pursuing financial independence. As always, I would love to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at PA the FI way. You can send me a message there and I'd be happy to message back. Or you can join the private Facebook group and you can find the link to that in the show notes as well. If you found today's episode helpful and inspiring, I really hope that you take the time to share it with a PA colleague or your classmates if you are in PA school. And then I hope you are also enjoying the rest of your week and staying warm out there. We are wrapping up a blizzard here in the upper Midwest. Before the blizzard hit, my family from Texas came up and we got to take them ice fishing, which was really fun for them to experience that. They were troopers with the cold weather for sure. And then this upcoming weekend, we are spending more time with friends from church as well as friends that we met through them and we are taking them ice fishing as well. So we are trying to enjoy the journey to financial independence for our future. Thanks for taking a listen today. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on 
But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.